0: Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Happy to be here connecting with you. Just want to remind you that I have a free gift for all my podcast listeners. It's access to my ebook and my meditation downloads. So if you go to christinehasler.com slash ebook, you can get it there. So be on the lookout for a lot more from me, creating more free content and opportunities for us to connect and for you to engage with me and get coaching with me. So make sure you get my weekly updates. If you just go to Christinehassler.com, you can sign up there because that's where I announce a lot of the stuff that I don't always announce on the show. All right, so today's topic is on social anxiety. And I think this is something a lot of people suffer from and often suffer in silence. So much so that going to any social event is agonizing, making friends is challenging, which can lead to a lot of isolation, or if you're in a relationship and over on that one person. And as you've learned in the show, one person cannot be our everything. We need our soul family, we need a social life. But the number one reason that social anxiety is so painful is because it reinforces the illusion of separation. You see, the truth is we are all connected. We are not separate. We are all one, but we live in this world that makes that so hard to remember. That illusion of separation starts when we're young and we get teased or separated based on our grades, behavior, or gender. Then it continues into middle school with cliques and clubs and then into the grown-up world where we separate ourselves by different socioeconomic statuses, backgrounds, and so many other things that make us feel not part of something. So remembering that you are not alone you are not separate and you are no less than anyone else is so so imperative to your emotional well-being and health but i understand it's not always easy some of us have painful experiences from our past that make social situation and making friends harder and not everyone is an extrovert you know for some people talking to people walking into a party comes naturally it's easy But for others, walking into a networking group or a party where you don't know anyone is like hell on earth. So you've heard some of my story about how making friends and feeling like I was part of any group was really hard for me growing up and even in middle school, high school and college and into my 20s. You know, Growing up, I spent a lot of time in my room studying and watching TV. So P.S. if you ever need a winning teammate in a trivial pursuit game of late 80s and 90s TV trivia, I'm your girl. But as I've worked on myself and healed a lot of the wounds and misunderstandings of feeling like something was wrong with me that made me unlikable and kept me separate, social anxiety is not something I struggle with. I will say, however, that walking into an event where I don't know people still can be challenging. In fact, just last week, I went into a networking event where I didn't know anyone and I felt those butterflies come up. I also noticed how my self-talk went to a not-so-nice place. Judgments about myself surfaced. But fortunately, I have this coach named Christine who I have a VIP access to. And I heard her remind me that my judgment was going to keep me from authentically showing up and connecting with others. And authenticity and connection is the best way to combat social anxiety. Which brings me to my session with Jenna. She's super frustrated with feeling social anxiety and not being able to maintain long lasting friendships. Now you'll notice that my coaching with her gets a little tough love. I honestly don't always know why I'm guided to coach someone in the way that I am, but then I go back and listen to the call afterwards so that I can learn. And I'll share with you the reason I took the approach I did after the call. So as you're listening to this call, consider, do you suffer from social anxiety, even just a little bit? Does a lot of dread and apprehension come up when imagining going to an event or even initiating a conversation with someone. Is making friends challenging for you? Do you want more friends? Are you frustrated because you know you want to change something, but you just can't seem to change it? And would you like to feel more connected in your life? Are you ready to let go of the illusion of separation? And are you willing to be really honest with yourself about how you're keeping yourself separate? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my call with Jenna. Hi, Jenna. Welcome to the show. What's your question?
1: So for the last couple of years, I've really struggled with social anxiety. I've just kind of noticed some of my existing friendships deteriorate and really have had like a struggle with forming new connections. And, you know, it's something that I've really been working on and kind of recognize some patterns from my past. Um, But I'm really just kind of in a place where I'm starting to get really frustrated with, you know, what feels like a lack of progress and just just kind of feeling, I guess, angry about the whole situation and kind of where I'm at. And I, I'm just kind of looking, I guess, for a way to figure out how to move past that and, and maybe looking for some guidance on on how to get through it.
0: Okay. So first of all, I really acknowledge your awareness and your willingness to be like enough is enough. Like I want to be connected and involved in the world. Um, so that's awesome and really, really brave and a really courageous question. So let me just ask you a couple more questions to dig into this a little more. How does your social anxiety show up?
1: I think for me, it's kind of it kind of wavers. Um, there are times when I feel like, I kind of feel like Speaking to strangers sometimes is kind of the easiest thing. For me, I find that forming connections with women is more difficult than men and that it seems to really get triggered when I notice that there actually is maybe like a spark of a connection and then things seem to be progressing. It just seems like the longer I I feel that the longer um, I like kind of pursue a friendship with someone, the more it seems like they don't value me as a friend and, and tend to reach out less.
0: I see. I see. And do you have any sense of what this ties back to?
1: I think it has to do with issues that I had with my mom growing up and with my family. Uh, I think I've always felt like a sense of rejection from my mom and from certain family members that she was very close with. It always felt like I was kind of the odd man out. And so I know that that's what's triggering so much of this now, but I, I just don't really know how to stop the thinking patterns. Okay.
0: And so you kind of told me the the way you feel and a little bit of how it shows up in terms of behavior, but what are the thinking patterns? Like what are the thoughts that continue to loop in your head?
1: Just that there's something wrong with me that, mm-hmm. you know, the longer this person gets to know me, the more that this is going to turn into another failed relationship.
0: Okay. Okay. So let's look at those. So
1: what's wrong with you? Um, I think I have a problem with anxiety and, and maybe a problem with, with actually focusing on the conversation from just like a focusing perspective. Okay. Anything else? I think those are probably the, those core things. Okay.
0: So the correct answer to the question, what's wrong with you is nothing, but I understand the way you answered. But So let me ask this. Let me ask you this. If, if someone had anxiety and sometimes had trouble focusing, would that make them not worthy of being a friend?
1: Um, I mean, no. And I think that, like cog- cognitively, I know that, but I just find that, like when in the situation, it's like I I don't know how to get around around that thought.
0: Well, problem is you you keep thinking that thought when you're in the situation, right? So I'm going to try kind of a radical approach with you, and we'll see what happens. Okay. So, what do you think of selfish people?
1: Um. I don't know. I, I think I think that's ugly. Okay. I think so, it's an ugly treat to have.
0: What if I told you you were a little selfish and self-centered?
1: Mm, I would say that, I guess, <laughs> I mean, I could see why thinking that thought pattern would, like, come come off that way. Okay. So why would it come off that way? Because it's not, you know, like, in the moment instead of focusing on the conversation or what other people are saying or enjoying the moment. I'm only thinking about, you know, how I'm coming off. Right.
0: Right. So the problem here and the way to really get over it is you're trying to be self-protective, but what's happening is you're being self-centered. And if you want to get to the other side of this, then it has to stop being about you. And whether or not they like you, whether or not you fit in, whether or not you're asking the right questions, so on and so forth. When we're consistently trying to manage what other people think of us, we're being Mm -hmm. actually self-centered. See, the interesting thing about narcissism is people think that it only works in the way of someone's cocky and arrogant and charismatic, and they think they're amazing. But narcissism, the other polarity of it is being so self-loathing. And so focused on ourselves and concerned with how other people think of us that we're not really connecting and present with others. Mm -hmm. So what if instead of focusing on how you show up on, in the relationship or what's wrong with you or whatever, you were only focusing on connecting and being curious and what you could give?
1: Um, I don't know. I haven't, (laughs) I haven't tried that yet. I think. I don't know. I I think when I start to maybe approach things that way, I guess I have like a fear of being taken advantage of.
0: Okay. How would you be taken advantage of if you're just being curious about someone's life and connecting with them?
1: I guess just the fear that they wouldn't also like be curious about me or care about, you know, getting to know me in that way also.
0: Okay. So then it's back to you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you see how you just went back to making it about you? Mm -hmm. that's the, the, the loop here you're in Jenna. And I totally get it. I understand that this is, this is Mm self-protection. And what I want to say to that younger part of you is that I know that this, this kind of the walls you have up and the anxiety you have socially, it comes from a part of you that really wants to protect you. So I can see how it serves you so the highest, highest intention and the highest mission of it is good. However, it's not mm-hmm. giving you the results that you want. So it's time to kind of give this part that thinks it's protecting you a new job description. Because, okay. because in, the, in, in trying to protect you, it's made you very self-centered and self-focused and put walls up. Which again serve their purpose in the past, but you're saying that you don't want that. You're saying that you want connection. Mm-hmm. So every time it goes back to what if they don't like me? What if they hurt? What if they don't reciprocate? You, you're. It's like imagine that you have sort of a um, a rope between you and one other person, right? And when you're asking questions and you're connecting, both of you are holding the rope. But the minute you go into self-judgment, the minute you go into, are they going to reciprocate? The minute you go into, do they like me? It's like you drop your end of it and the connection is severed. Mm -hmm. So part of what getting over this hump is for you is to really, really, really practice being invested and connected to the other person. Okay. So why don't we practice? (laughs) Okay. Okay. So say, what's Mm -hmm. something you like to do or an event you go to that you tend to meet people at?
1: Um, An event. I mean, uh, maybe like a yoga class. Okay. All right. So
0: say we're standing next to each other, like about to go into a yoga class. I look kind of cool. Like I'm about your age, like somebody cool to talk to. You've seen me in yoga class before. um, And Mm -hmm. you want to strike up a conversation. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, uh, I don't know, I guess, hi, Christine. I don't, or I guess I wouldn't know your name yet. You don't know my name yet, right? (laughs) Yeah. I guess I would just say something like, uh, oh, you know, do you come to this class often? Have you been here before?
0: I do. I really, I like this class when I can make it. Sometimes it doesn't work with my schedule, but I really like it when I can come.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, same here. I think the time is uh, kind of at a weird time of day, but I really enjoy this instructor. I don't know if you've um, taken a class with her yet.
0: I have. I like her. Uh, are there other instructors here you've taken classes from that you like?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a, a couple here uh, that are on the schedule for, for this week. I don't know if you have a chance to come over and look at the calendar, but um you know, it would be, uh, I, I could definitely give you a few pointers.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That would be great. This is great, Jenna. You're doing great. How do you feel? Nervous. Okay. But you're doing it. Right. You're doing it. And the more you practice, the easier it's going to get. Here's the thing. People aren't thinking about you as much as you think they are. Yeah. They're not... Saying, "Oh, that was a stupid thing to say." They're not being like, "Why is she asking me that question?"
1: Really, everybody's really concerned with themselves, right? Yeah, I guess I'm just—I don't know. I guess I'm—I'm I'm curious, like, um, more like the the narcissism thing comes in because I—I get that these are like, in a sense, selfish thoughts, but I don't know. I, I think that like the people that I care about are so um, important to me, so it kind of like Mm -hmm. We told that.
0: Well, here's, I'm not calling you
1: narcissistic. I'm
0: saying it's the other end of it. And the thing about Mm -hmm. narcissism is that it prevents us from having truly intimate connections. And that can be either by being so self-loathing that we have walls up and we prevent intimacy or so self-inflated that we have walls up and prevent intimacy. So, I'm glad you're feeling it. I want you to feel the pain of not connecting because I want that to be what inspires you to push through the nervousness and actually create connection in your life.
1: Yeah. Amen. Um, I definitely feel it every yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, sweetheart, that's just the pain of not being connected. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're allowed to be, I was saying in a previous episode, because someone else had this question of making friends. Some of my best friends, I've literally said to them, I like you. I'd like to be your friend. Can we explore a friendship? I've just been so honest.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's really sweet. Yeah.
0: And you're allowed to do that. Yeah. You're allowed to do that. And if you notice people start pulling away, you can say, hey, I could be wrong. It could be just my perception. I'm noticing you start to pull away. Is there something I'm doing? I'm really working on being a better friend and I'd love your feedback. Mm -hmm. So part of this, part of this is really about see how we get out of the self-centeredness, right? Is we just become authentic. Mm -hmm. You know, I talk a lot about the difference between being strategic and authentic You're trying to be so strategic in the way that you connect to people and the way they relate to them and you want to say the right thing and so on and so forth, that that beautiful authenticity is missing. And I've only been talking to you for 13 minutes and I adore you. You're easy to talk to. You're so honest. You're so sweet. You're very present. There's nothing nothing wrong with you. You have all the tools and ingredients you need to be a friend and to connect.
1: Well, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, it's true. It's mm-hmm. true.
0: So the biggest shift in terms of how you shift this inside of you is going to be what you start to tell your what you tell yourself, like mm-hmm. your self talk, your commentary when you get around people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part.
0: Well, if you keep telling yourself it's the hardest part, it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what could you tell yourself instead?
1: Just that, you know, everybody deserves, um, everybody deserves a friend and that, um, you know, there's good qualities about me that, you know, um, are, are, would be valuable to other people. Like what? Um, I think I'm a a loyal friend. I think I'm very good with, with empathy. Um. You know, I, I feel like I can relate to people when they're suffering and it makes me sad when I see other people down. And I think I'm I'm good at helping people through that type of stuff.
0: Now, imagine if you were telling yourself that every time you were with someone or in a social situation. Imagine if you were acknowledging all the amazing things about you instead of the self-loathing and use that, use that empathy compassion and everything you said to really connect with people and get curious about them and ask some questions and also share about you. Like imagine Mm -hmm. if you stood in that knowing, because those are all beautiful things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just need to try to start looking at it a little bit more like that. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, looking at it the way you've been looking at it just is continuing to cause you anxiety and frustration. Yeah. Because it's like you're making it too much about you, but not about you in the right way. Right? So Mm -hmm. you're making it about you in terms of, am I enough? Do they like me? I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. I don't fit in. If you're going to make it more about you, make it more about I'm compassionate. I'm empathetic. I love being a friend. I have a lot to give. I'm an amazing listener. I'm loyal. Mm Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's present for you now? What are you feeling and thinking now?
1: I don't know. I'm feeling, uh, I guess, a little bit relieved. It's just, I think it feels good just to get some of the stuff off my shoulders because I don't feel like I, I'm often scared to share these types of things with people because I'm not sure that, uh, or I guess I'm afraid that other people can't always relate.
0: Mm, I know a lot of people that could relate. Is there Mm -hmm. anyone in your life, any friend that you feel that you trust enough that you could have this conversation with?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I have one, uh,
0: you do. Okay. Um, have you had this conversation with her about your level of anxiety and frustration and fear? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what does she say or he? Well, she usually says that you know it's not me, and that um, you know people are just busy, or um, sometimes she'll tell me that it's because they're jealous, <laughs> which I always chuckle at. Um, but yeah, she doesn't seem to think that it's it's me in any way. Mm-hmm. Well, and
0: and I I agree and I don't agree. It, it is true a lot of times it's not us; it's somebody else's jealousy or issues or whatever. However if things in my life keep happening and I'm the common denominator, there might be part of it that is me. And if we're not showing up authentically, then we may need to ask ourselves, hmm, maybe there is a way that I'm contributing to this. Not in a way of beating ourselves up, but in a way to really learn. So what I'm getting from you and what you're sharing is that Sometimes you don't show up authentically. Sometimes you're so nervous and your self-talk is so bad that you're not really showing up as the amazing friend that you can be. Correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So people are going to feel that energetically. People feel the self-consciousness, people feel the nervousness, and they might not be able to put words to it, but something could feel off. So the more you show up really authentically, and vulnerably and have your heart open and curious and all those things, I bet you'll start getting different responses. And then even if people don't call back or don't engage or may act jealous or whatever it may be, at least you know, Jenna, you showed up authentically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But my strong encouragement to you is start telling yourself a different story. Stop making it about you. Really go out and start connecting and asking questions. And also are you, do you have a spiritual practice? Do you believe in a higher power?
1: Um, I wouldn't say that I'm super religious, but I I do believe in, in God.
0: Okay. So do you ever pray
1: or talk to Um, God? I mean, in my head I do sometimes.
0: Great. Well, maybe be a little more intentional about what you're asking for. Maybe say, God, I really would love to connect with more friends. I'm going to put myself out there and I just ask that you please bring like-minded soul friends into my life. Yeah. Ask for help. Okay. Does this give you some
1: things to work on? Yeah, it's definitely given me a lot to think about. Do you have any questions? I don't, I don't think so.
0: (laughs) I don't think so. Okay. Will you let me know how you're doing? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. And remember, you're an amazing friend. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and you're worthy of the friendships you want. Yeah. Also, another assignment I want you to do is write down all the reasons you're a great friend. and okay. I, want you, I want you to read it every day. Why you're a great friend and why you're worthy of friendship. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. If you want to send it to me too, I'd be happy to look at it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank you. You have a beautiful day. All uh, right. Thanks. So I first want to acknowledge Jenna's vulnerability, her honesty, her willingness, how she stayed with me through the process. I really heard the frustration in her voice. She knew she wanted to change cognitively, but she could not move past it. And I could feel that frustration. So I was guided to coach her in a way that would shake her up a bit. Why? Well, because coaching someone who is frustrated is impossible. It basically makes them uncoachable. And not that she was resisting me or purposely being uncoachable, but that level of frustration also has such a high level of judgment. And it's it's often a block for people to really open up and hear something that could shift them. So, I needed to somehow move her out of that energy. And just giving her a pep talk wasn't going to work either because I could see from her answer to the question, What's wrong with you? and the fact that she came up with an answer pretty easily, that her self judgment was pretty high. So, a pep talk wasn't going to land. So, by pointing out that perhaps she was being a bit selfish when it came to how she showed up socially, it shifted her energy. She moved out of frustration and into sadness which is the feeling that's underneath the frustration. When she moved into that feeling, then she could be more open to receive coaching that would actually create an insight and a shift. Because underneath sadness is love. Now, by no means do I think Jenna or anyone who is hard on themselves is narcissistic. I used that word to paint a picture for her because I wanted her to see just how severe her self-loathing was. Just like I want you to see it. The nasty things you say to yourself and tell yourself about yourself are not protecting you. They are keeping you separate. So if you can't think great thoughts about yourself, then stop thinking about yourself so much. Stop being so self-centered that your concern about what other people thinks about you stops you from connecting. You heard when Jenna and I role-played that she's fully capable of having a conversation and connecting, and so are You. It just may take some practice, but you must get out of your head and out of your house to go and get it. And also accept that you may be more of an introvert. I consider myself an extroverted introvert. Naturally, I recharge on my own. I do well on my own, but I can go out and do the extroverted thing. And I actually need it because even introverts need connection, not just from one person, but you need friends. All people need friends and soul family. So you can accept that about yourself, but don't use being introverted as an excuse not to go out and connect. So some key reminders and suggestions for you. Number one, people are not thinking about you as much as you think they are, if at all. We all can kind of be a little self-centered and self-absorbed. So the more you stop worrying so much, about what others think, and just show up authentically and just show up and be you, the easier it will be to connect and the more social anxiety will dissolve. Second, remember people are people. They're not big, scary monsters. Get curious. Ask questions. If you do have a lot of nervousness about that, next time you go to an event, have some questions in mind. You can ask people beyond just, so how are you doing or what do you do? You can even just Google great icebreaker questions and get a lot of great ideas. So, rehearse a little bit, practice, get good at connecting with people. Next, focus on what you can give. If you are going to think about yourself, like I said to Jenna, make it about you in the right way. Think about all the amazing things you bring to the table, the qualities that make you such an interesting person and a good friend. And finally, I want to emphasize the importance of your spiritual practice here. In healing the wounds around the illusion of separation, that pain that makes us feel alone and not connected, that connection with your higher power is so critical. So if social anxiety is, again, something you're dealing with, not only am I encouraging you to go out and connect with people, but I'm also encouraging you to connect within Find that place inside of you that knows you are one, that knows you are loved, and that knows you are never, ever alone. So I hope this helped. I hope this gave you some tips and some courage to go out and connect. And just keep in mind that sometimes when we think we're protecting ourselves, what we think is self-protection is actually a little self-centered because we're just thinking about ourselves. So I'll say it again, get out of your head. Don't make it so much about you. There's so many people out there in the world to connect with, and you have amazing gifts to offer. So get out and share them. Sending you much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode.